This episode of One for Paul was brought to you by our patrons. If you'd like to support the show, then go to patreon.com slash oneforpaul. Hello and welcome back to One for Paul, the show where I, a non-pop culturist, get inducted into the world of pop culture by my friends, co-humans, and nemeses. Joining me today is uh, just me again this time. Uh, we've, man, 2020 has been hard on all my guests. I love you guys, all of you. But it has also given me a chance to do some sort of shorter episodes, do some intros to TV shows that I know everybody wants me to watch. So today, welcome to Dude Wars, the show about dudes competing to see who is the dudeliest of dudes. I mean, welcome to Food Wars. In Japanese, Shogugeki, uh, shokugeki Nosoma. Shokugeki Nosoma? Shokugeki Nosoma. I don't speak, I don't speak that, I, I don't speak. Uh, so it's a Japanese anime, which is in no way similar to pornography. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> like, everyone knows, come on. If you know anything about the show, you know the main sort of conceit, which is sort of what I knew before watching it. Uh, I knew to expect that it's a hilarious show and that the creator's former career as a hentai mangaka artist uh formed it, that informed the visual style let's say right uh for those of you who are unfamiliar hentai is a style of japanese animated pornography which is super stylized and has a number of tropes that were invented to get around japanese censorship laws like famously uh tentacle porn because there's no you, you can't show a penis but you can show a tentacle Let's uh, leave it at that, shall we? My mother listens to this show. Sorry, Mom. Uh, otherwise, I guess I knew about this show. Uh, I, I guess I knew that the show was about a chef whose cooking is so good that people's clothes fly off of them, which uh, I figure I, I figured that would be funny for like five minutes. And then there's a whole rest of the episode. So I, I've sort of avoided it on the basis of like, yeah, OK, I think I get it. I think I get the joke. I don't need to see the show. Uh, so before we begin, the only other thing to point out is that I did watch the English dubbed audio, and that's the version I'll be reviewing today, so I'm not going to get into version differences or anything, uh, though if I do more episodes later, I'm, I might do that too. Why not? Why not? That could be an interesting. So today, to see what all the fuss is about, let's watch season one, episode one of Food Wars. It's called... An Endless Wasteland. Fade in to the word disgusting, taking up the entire screen for a couple of seconds, followed by an establishing shot of Sumeredomi. Uh, Sumeredori? I, again, I don't speak it. I'll try, guys. I'll try. It's a shopping district, and in there is a Japanese eatery, Yukihira, where we join our main character, Soma, who is on a meal break from working at the diner, and he is giggling to himself about how awful this newest culinary experiment tastes. It's uh, squid tentacles and peanut butter. Uh, mmm. I, mmm, alright. Maybe, ooh. So Soma and his father are competing to see whose dish is the best as he enters the kitchen, and they're both cooking up a storm back there at the sauté station. I guess it's not sauté, it's walks. I don't know what to call that station. Walk station? In any event, they want to compete to see whose dish is the best, and Soma's friend is the judge. She seems... 
Well, she seems uh, very into the food, as evidenced by some choice camera angles and vocalizations from her. Uh, I'll have what she's having. Yeah. Yeah, I made that joke from a movie I haven't seen. Not even sure what movie that is now I'm thinking about it. Uh, so she chooses Joichiro's dish over Soma's. That's uh, Soma's dad. A visibly upset Soma is reassured that though he has room for improvement, his food is still, uh, still, you know, the customers like it. That's fine. I mean, just look how happy that customer is. One of them is so happy that his fingers have started convulsing wildly. And this lady here, well, she seems to have uh, spontaneously grown larger breasts somehow from the rice. <laughs> so to, fur to further reassure Soma, the girl who'd been, who'd been blind judging the food offers to try his experimental dish, which, uh, you know, she's like, oh, yeah, I'd love to try your dish, Soma, if it'll make you feel better. I care about you and your feelings. Here try this peanut butter squid and he seems to have some like he knows this is gross right he knows this is gross he can't not know he just ate some of it and said this is the worst thing but i guess the novelty of it on its own is um i think we've all had we've all eaten or drank something and went oh that's disgusting here try some no really it's disgusting you have to have some Please share this experience with me, otherwise I'm all alone. <laughs> As he puts the, the peanut butter squid in her mouth, what follows is just the weirdest visual of, like, an anatomically correct squid, what with the, the eyes that look off in two directions, just picking her up and taking her clothes off, most of her clothes off, as giant peanuts rain around the scene. What the fuck am I watching right now? Guys, is this porn? Because it feels like it might be porn. Or it's about to be porn. It's not porn yet. Uh, so... So as Soma daydreams about the endless reaches of culinary perfection, the poor girl is, like, sobbing at how awful the flavor is. Like, her friends are on the floor with her going, It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> so... Uh, uh, interestingly... Uh, his dad seems to understand this exactly, and he sort of goes, <laughs> I think I've made grosser. You remember my dried sardines with strawberry jam? Which also, we get a picture of the plate that is plated up with. So speaking, of, like, uh, for those of you who don't know, my hobby is cooking. I've been, uh, through the lockdown, I've taught myself to cook sourdough bread, which has been quite lovely, and I've been making sure that I cook and I eat like I give a shit. It's been really good, actually. It's uh, and this exact kind of experiment, it's it's never a like I do this kind of experiment. It's never a sort of I think these flavors will go together. It's a I'm pretty confident that this won't work. But what if it does work? I'm the only one eating my mistakes. So, you know, let's try it. And almost all the time, it just doesn't work. So, uh. I think one of my worst ones was maybe Christmas-flavored chili. Like, I made a chili con carne, but uh, I added, like, orange peel and chocolate and allspice, cloves and nutmeg. Like, all the Christmas spices, right? And uh, now I've described it, I'd actually really like to see what the Food Wars animators would do with it. Because, man, that would be a visual.
So <laughs> like candy canes running around going, oh my God, why are there, there's too many flavors. Cut to the obligatory two minute pop song, which has been the staple of all anime. So we open the actual episode onto the restaurant, which is called The Vast Wasteland, where I guess Soma and his father are working the supper service. And after the service, as they're tidying up, Soma is reflecting on what he could have done better to win the contest with his dad earlier. You know, uh, that rice, just three more shakes of the saute pan, it would have been perfect. Damn it. Right? I'm getting that he's a real perfectionist, but not in a beating himself up about it sort of way, but more in a, I want to push myself to see how good I can get kind of way, right? Like he's dedicated to being good at this thing he's decided to do. And that kind of perfectionism, I think is kind of a, it makes him a real compelling character because, is he a Goku? I think he's a Goku. So while he's pondering how to improve, uh, some woman in a suit and sunglasses, accompanied by three men also in suits and sunglasses, arrive. Uh, she seems to want to buy the restaurant and build luxury flats there instead. Soma isn't interested in this, or in the weirdly sexually forward way she's uh, proceeding and communicating with this 15-year-old boy, which... Uh, I don't know, maybe Japanese cultural norms, that's where I, I maybe, maybe that's it. But from my perspective, I'm like, that's a bit weird. So also kind of weird that the, the owner of the restaurant is like right there and she's chosen to speak to this 15 year old boy instead. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. But she leaves her card in case he changes his mind. Now, this part of the Japanese culture, I do have some passing understanding of having myself received and given business cards to Japanese people in that kind of business setting. You're not, you're supposed, there's a way to do this and that's not the way to do it. Like what she's done here to slide the card across the table is pointedly rude, as is Soma's responding by burning her card on some hot coals, not even touching it with his hands, but picking it up with some tongs. So that's a fun interaction between these two, the sort of like who can be the most alpha, I guess, of them. This 15-year-old has some tood, let me tell you. I see this. the conceit of this episode here is that Yukihira, the restaurant, uh, they do whatever they can to give the customer what they want. But he's drawn out into saying, like, oh, yeah, but if we couldn't do that, then we'd go out of business immediately. And I guess the, the lady is like, oh, really? That's what it would take? Great. All right. So cut to outside where Soma's, uh, I guess, Soma's school uh, whereas he finishes his day, he heads to the restaurant with some groceries for tomorrow's breakfast. And his dad calls him and says, hey, I won't be there tonight or tomorrow. Sorry, I have to close the place. And uh, his his dad also asks him, hey, Soma, what do you want to do after the school year? And Soma sort of says, well, I want to work at the restaurant. What do, what, what do you mean? And, you know, quick hang up and goes, all right, yeah, I'll see you later. And Soma realizes that he doesn't really know much about his dad outside the kitchen. Like, what would cause him to miss a day at the at the diner? As Soma arrives at the restaurant, he, re he discovers that someone has broken in and ruined all of their meat and smashed the place up. But it doesn't look like they took anything, weirdly. 
But they uh, they also did vandalize the sign out front with what looks like white paint, I guess. Rude. And here's the land development lady whose presence here isn't the least bit suspicious. I see she's clearly gloating as she enters the restaurant and orders Soma to quote, I want you to give me a big and juicy cut of meat. Uh, guys. So knowing that he won't be able to provide a paying customer with what they want, which is what he said would be the condition under which he'd give up the restaurant. I don't think she's thought this through, first of all, but okay. So what's Soma to do except take her order and get to the kitchen after some real cool-looking anime-stylized headbands donning in the style of, like, Afro Samurai, I guess, and he delivers what is to become his catchphrase. Order up! Which, uh, as catchphrases go, yeah, that's passable. I can deal with that one. Now in the kitchen, he uses the ingredients he bought for breakfast to prepare the meat dish. And I have to say, this is the first of many cooking sequences in the show, which are both hilarious and real badass, right? Because what I love is that it takes the visual style of a typical fight scene in an anime and uses it to show the intensity of effort and concentration involved in simple actions like chopping an onion quickly or adding salt to a dish in the correct amounts, right? It, it's actually, it's a real clever recontextualization of a visual style, even a real tropey style. And in this context, it works as well, if not better, than when you're displaying like a sword fight, say. And weirdly, this sequence also behaves like a sword fight almost, because th this is a duel, right? Like in the in terms of the story, uh, in terms of the plot purpose of this interaction between him and and the landlord lady, this is a duel, and the way he's dueling is she's. I guess she sort of picked up her sword at him and went, aha, and he parried it and went, yeah, all right. <laughs> so, but they did it with food. I don't even know if I'm making myself terribly clear here, but I think it's really, really clever. And also, it's made me super hungry. That might be it. So the extortion lady is bravado about having hired, she's hired the best chefs, and she's got the best property developments. How could this place even measure up and soma has uh, put in front of her his pseudo pork roast which is like potatoes wrapped in thick cut bacon which first of all does sound delicious as she starts to say oh it's not a meat dish that's a uh the smell sort of wafts toward her and she goes oh oh no that's uh oh actually hmm and as her guard lowers from the smell of the dish in front of her she takes a tentative bite and we find ourselves back in the super stylized world of what it feels like to eat something that's real, truly delicious. So, yeah, I mean, let's spell it out. The visual style of the show in these moments of food-induced ecstasy are not only like having an orgasm, they are portrayed as literally having an orgasm, right? And uh, particularly intense ones at that. Which, again, is very, very clever, in my opinion, because in a lot of ways, the experience of eating something delicious is this kind of sensual and intensely pleasurable physical experience. And using the visual language of a highly stylized pornography to represent that sensuality is kind of genius. 
specifically here, she gets weak in the knees and she feels her whole body start to shake. And back to reality for a bit, where Soma's description of the dish, which again in, is like in context, kind of call it this is dirty talk, right? Here's what I'm going to do to you with this dish. Here's what I did to the dish. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> it's just it's, even as I'm thinking about it, it's both hilarious, absurd, and and it's so I. This is very unique. I don't even know what I can say after a certain point, except if you've seen the show, you know my strange confusion about what I'm watching. You know what's really interesting here, though, as well, is that this is, this also happens to be detailed enough to follow as a recipe, right? Like, I know how I would make this dish now. Like they, they have labels on it and everything. So his description... Uh, gets the three nameless goons going too. And they start going, oh my god, yes. That's amazing. And uh, she's clearly a bit hot and bothered as she squirms in her chair, seemingly trying to prevent herself from giving in to temptation. Because remember, she really wants this land for her land development. We're talking like major deals here, maybe mil millions and millions of dollars to do this thing. Or she could have this tasty meal. She fails to resist the urge to eat this beautiful meal, but as she goes for a second bite, Soma takes the dish away and says, well, I guess if you don't want to eat it, if you don't want to admit that you're a satisfied customer, then I guess I'll throw it away. Unless on one condition. You stop messing with us and stop trying to, to wreck our business, please. Uh, she agrees to this after a minute, but... Yeah, you know, feels quite shameful about it in the sense of like she's being made to beg for it. I which guys, it's <laughs> okay. I I'm gonna stop spelling it out. You know, you know. I know. We all know. <laughs> Just why? Ah, uh, what? A, so she uh. So Soma returns the pseudo-roast in a swirling vortex of aroma, which is a series of words that I'm so pleased I get to say. Swirling vortex of aroma. And uh, she and her goons eat the roast, and as they do so, all their clothes fly off of them as they yell in pleasure. But let's be clear, she's yelling in a sort of uh, orgasmic way. They're yelling almost in a... Well, let me just do it. Ooh! It's, it's just, even thinking about it, I can't stop laughing. It's wonderful. So, uh, but, but come on, like, come on now. Seriously, this is porno, right? Because it looks like porn, but it's not, it's not porn though. There's no porn happening, I guess, but it's, ah. So back to the real world, where it turns out that their clothes did not literally fly off, but they only figuratively flew off, as the four of them are lying on the floor with just big old grins on their face. So triumphant Soma says, you're welcome, as the camera fades to the following morning and Soma is cleaning the paint off their sign. Looks like he won. Now he's, uh, in his own thoughts, convinced that this family restaurant is the temple where he'll master his cooking. Over the coming weeks and years, he's going to stay right here, and he's going to learn how to cook. And 
improve and hone his craft. Then his dad arrives and informs him that for a few years they'll need to shut the shop. Oh, dear. Yeah, see, um... Dad here, he has an opportunity to work with an old colleague again, and he's going to be too busy to run the shop as well. So, I guess since Soma isn't old enough to take care of the restaurant on his own, he's sent away to a cooking school. Totsuki Fine Dining Academy, where his father hopes he'll learn what he's made of. Now, Soma first imagines this is going to involve, like, some old has-been teaching skills he already knows, and... uh, the whole sort of, I'm going to teach you recipes that are easy to make and easy to digest. Thank you for teaching us, sir. Like that, that kind of, like, what? it was a complete waste of time in his imaginings. Until he actually approaches the school and he looks up to see and hear a few students who've been expelled just screaming in agony about it as presumably their father is on his knees begging and offering to pay millions of yen to to the school, I guess, to let him back in, to let his kids back in. They are having none of it, though. Because as we learn from the phone conversation between Soma and his dad, it turns out that this isn't just any cooking school. This is one of the best culinary schools in the country. It's a super elite institution with a graduation rate of less than 10%. And Soma looks up at this mountain upon which the school stands, and his eyes widen as he begins to understand the challenge ahead of him. And that's where we end the episode. Wow, was that ever an experience. Uh, <laughs> so I was expecting the sort of funny clothes fly off bit, because I thought I knew that bit was coming. I wasn't expecting just how funny it was. Because, again, even thinking about it, I've had to re-record a couple of sessions of this episode just because I am <laughs> I am literally sitting here giggling, and I kind of want to watch more episodes now again. A few times I did wonder what the hell I was watching, and I mean that in the literal sense of I stopped, I paused the show and said to myself out loud, I was alone in the room, but I said it out loud anyway, what the hell am I watching? And, uh, I mean, to be clear, it's not, it's definitely not actual pornography, but it's pornography adjacent, right? That's what's really interesting to me. It's that it feels like this, it feels more stylized than gratuitous, right? Everything is so exaggerated and hyper-real, especially in those segments where they've eaten the food and they're, uh, they're experiencing the food, for lack of a better, a better term. What might otherwise be like strangely sexual images in a show about food becomes an apt evocation of what it feels like to enjoy the sensation of eating, which I was not expecting this to be clever. I was expecting a funny sex show that was, you know, a funny Japanese sexy show, right? Like, that's what I was expecting. I wasn't expecting to have compelling characters and a cool arc about a young man who's trying to become the best. I wasn't expecting Dragon Ball Z. Let's be clear. I wasn't expecting it. And I, I, I like it. It's great. Uh, now, also, if it wasn't already clear, I, I didn't stop at one episode for this one. I ended up binging like the entire first season in one sitting without really meaning to. And I think I'm definitely going to watch more episodes 
And I'm, I might do some more critiques too, because it really, really does. As the show goes on, it alters in tone and emphasis and the, the story beats change. And even the way that they use these uh, stylized visuals changes a little bit through the episodes in really interesting ways. And it does, to me, get past that initial novelty of LOL, a porn guy made a show about chefs, right? Which, again, I think that was the original, like, it's funny because it's kind of like porn. What it actually is, what it becomes, I think, is just a real compelling story, which happens to have a unique and, like, strangely pornography-inspired aesthetic, which itself continues to evolve as the show continues. I love this show so much, and yeah, I'm going to end up watching all of it, probably. I think partly it matches my personal tastes and humor quite closely. It's just so absurd in so many ways, and its jokes are so over the top, and and it is hyper-realism to the nth degree, to the maximum possible degree you can take it before there's no story left. But more than anything, I think what I love about it is that it is sexy and sensual, but about food, and it's not in like a dirty way, with the possible exception of the peanut butter squid imagination scene, which uh, that part did make me a little uncomfortable on first viewing. So uh, I suppose my overall impression is uh, yes, that's my, yes, I, yes, I want more of this show. Just throw, just, could you put more of this show into my face just anytime you want? That's fine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, ah, man, I'm hungry now. I just ate too, and I'm still hungry. So I'm gonna go eat, and that means it's the end of the show. So with that, thanks again for listening. Uh, remember that I have a crowdfunding thing where you can throw me a couple bucks if you like the show. And you can find that at patreon.com slash one for Paul. And if you'd like to say hi or tell me what you think of the show or maybe tell me what your favorite episode of Food Wars is, that would be super useful to me because if I haven't seen it yet, hey, maybe that's the next episode. Then uh, tell me what you think on Twitter at one for Paul. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time. There's a way to do this with food.